0: Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all new edition of Geek to Me Radio. Today we are joined by the Operator, the owner, the person who makes all the magic happen at Terrific Con, Mitch Halleck. He'll be with us talking about the upcoming convention at the Mohegan Sun Expo Center. We'll also review Spider-Man far from home. all that and more. Stand by. If you're driving around the greater St. Louis area right now, hearing this on 105.3 FM and 1380 AM, thank you very much for tuning in. If you're streaming us out there in the world, maybe you're in Connecticut listening right now, thank you very much for finding us on the webs. And if you're hearing us after the fact in the podcast form on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, or Podomatic, we appreciate your finding and subscribing there to us each week. We are going to go right to our first guest. He's the owner and operator of TerrificCon. For my money, one of the best conventions in the country. Mitch Halleck, how are you, sir?
1: I'm very good. How are you? Thanks for having me.
0: Of course, anytime. Uh, we had you on last year to talk about it. It was my first year going to Trivicon, and it, I, I probably try to do between six to eight conventions a year across the country, and by far, Trivicon is right up there at the very top. It's uh, its everything a convention should be, so I thank you for putting in all the work to make it that way.
1: Oh, no, thank you very much. i, I love to hear that feedback, because when you do these shows, you you hope that you do everything right, but you don't know until after it's over. And then you know, you you could do a hundred things right, and my wife will say you you don't listen to the ninety nine compliments. You just fixate on that one negative one, and you know. So that's just my nature, though. So I'll just focus like, oh, somebody didn't have a good time. So I work <laughs> all year to try to make that one guy who didn't have a good time have one, and and by doing so. I guess I improved the whole show tenfold because everybody else thought it was great, you know.
0: And it's amazing to me because I know I messaged you last year about it because uh, I applied for a press pass and I messaged to see something, and you're the one who replied. So you really uh, do this all yourself, which is incredible. When you actually get to this convention and see the scope of what you've done, it's it's amazing.
1: Oh, thanks. Yeah, I, I've noticed that people are always shocked by that. I don't know what's going on with these other conventions, but <laughs> when I answer the emails or I answer the phone or, or you know, they see me at conventions handing out flyers or driving to comic shops, they're always amazed, I guess. The guy goes, oh, my God, I'm talking to Mitch Halleck. I'm like, yeah, who are you? Who did you expect to find? <laughs> they were like, yeah. I mean, I had one guy call on a Saturday night at 1030, and I had to pick up my son at a band recital. So I was waiting for my son to get out and I just answered the phone and the guy had a question about tickets. And he's like, wow, somebody answered the phone at 1030 on a Saturday night. And we started talking to Who is this? I go, it's Mitch, the owner. He's like, oh my God, you answered the phone? I go, <laughs> yeah. He just he just couldn't believe it. I'm like, well, you know, you're a paying customer and if you didn't do it, I wouldn't be doing these shows. So why won't? Why wouldn't I answer the phone for you? Yeah, yeah I
0: think in, the, in this day and age of like uh, the Reed Popcons where they're doing them in four cities and Wizard World, which is spread out. And they've yeah. got a huge, huge team. I think that's probably what takes most people aback is that because, like I said, I'm not just blowing smoke. You you have a top tier convention and you do it all yourself. And I think the level of the uh, I think that speaks to the level of the excellence of the convention you put on. The people are shocked that you are the one returning people's calls and emails
1: well i just got a lot of free time my wife will tell you
0: (laughs) so i know uh i went to the con like i said last year loved it uh looking forward to coming back again this year take us back to the, the first time you uh got the seed in your mind to do this convention to to put it all on yourself where did the uh germ for this originate other than just your love of pop culture and uh take us back to what that first convention you did was
1: like the first convention i organized and produced was actually about five miles from my house and uh Trumbull, Connecticut, where I live, in a Marriott. And the reason why I did it that close by is because I didn't have far to drive. So right. I was kind of selfish. I was like, <laughs> oh, I could be there in five minutes. So I did that, and, you know, it was, just fun. it was just a one-day show, and we just wanted to see how it would go. And like I said, I organized that sucker, and it was 3,000 people. And I'm like, well, I, you, you don't know. You just assume this is how they all are. And then the next year was 5,500 people, but the facility was like a wedding reception uh, hotel. And it was only designed for maybe like 2,000 people. So it was crazy. And the fire marshal came down and he said, hey, son, this is terrific, but you got too many people here. You can't come back if you're going to keep doing this. So we couldn't go back, you know, just for safety reasons. It was just too many people. And uh, then we went to a hockey arena. Uh, in, in nearby Bridgeport, which is, you know, 13,000 people for rock concerts, and you figure, well, that's got to be enough room. Nope. First year out of the gate, thirteen fourteen thousand 14,000 people. Wow. And then I'm like, well, we got to find a bigger boat to see the <laughs> doing Jaws. So, go down to... There's not a lot... Connecticut's the third smallest state. I don't know if people know that uh, geography-wise, but we are. So, there's not a lot of venues in the state of Connecticut uh, that can hold a lot of people. So, Mohegan Sun Casino Resort, which was about 75 miles from where I live, which was not down the street. Right. Uh, they had a, a big convention center, and I went down there. And, w- and what you got to do when you go to these places is you just have to be creative, you know, what they give you with spatial relations, because what I do is I, I walk around the empty building, and I start looking for what we could do all over the place. Like, oh, there's a dead area over there. Well, we can make that the Magic the Gathering. Oh, what about here? Well, we can make that the kids' convention, and we'll do all arts and crafts. So what about that? Well, that's where we're going to put a giant statue, you know? And I try to use every square inch of that place because, one, I'm paying for it, so I want to get my money's worth. And, two, I want to make it like Disney World for a weekend so you can't see all of Disney World in a day. Right. It's impossible. So that's the whole thinking, because I'm just just like that. That's my OCD. I mean, I collect comic books, toys, uh, movie posters, all that stuff. Once you get into something, you want everything. So when I do that show, I want want something for everybody. I want every possible corner filled with something of interest. Last year, we even had a model railroad uh, club come in, because I had an empty room, and I had nothing to put in it. And I called the guy, and he says, sure, we'll set something up. And they brought in all their trains. I mean... I don't know when the last time you saw a comic convention that had model railroad trains in it, right? But the guy, the guy did it, but he stylized it to look like a superhero setting. So they had the Hulk holding up a bridge, and they had superhero action figures. So it looked more like a small scale uh, Avengers battle scene. So then I'm like, there you go, it's tying into comic books, and it was cool. I mean, New Pergel came in and was playing with the trains for a while, so it was it was it was very surreal, but it, it was fun. So but that's that's pretty much the genesis of it. It's just doing these shows and and they get bigger and bigger and bigger and I'm already thinking about something a year from now that's even twice as big as what we have and we just moved into a new facility. You know? That's 300,000 square feet and I'm already sold out of space in one year.
0: That's why I was wondering you know? is how long the Mohegan Sun will be able to contain you?
1: I told them that already. They couldn't believe it. I said, hey, guys, uh, I sold out of exhibit space. They go, what do you mean? I go, I filled it up. They go, it's not even July yet. It was, this is was in June. I said, yeah, you guys got a bigger expo center? They go, we just built this thing for $90 million. I'm like, can you build another one?
0: Yeah. So, you can fill it. Just build it for him. Come on.
1: <laughs> no, no. Right? How hard could it be? I got a couple two-by-fours and some nails. You know,
0: Maybe, maybe you can just add on a little bunker outside and it'll kind of you'll know, keep expanding.
1: And you know, we'll do levels. We'll do like layers, you know, like there you up, go. Like the second level. We'll move upwards. <laughs> we'll go up. You
0: know? We are no, talking fun. with Mitch Halleck, uh, owner and operator of Turvicon. We're going to take our first commercial break. We're going to come right back discussing <laughs> the amazing lineup of guests he has at the event this year. All that and more, stand by. Cat Brain what do you want to do
1: tonight the same thing we do every night Pinky listen to geek to me radio and then try to take over the world Love. The Pinky and the Brain Pinky and
0: the pinky Brain and voiced, the voiced brain. iconically by pinky Rob Paulson pinky Maurice LaMarche two of the guests you'll find at Trificon that's August 9th through the 11th at the Mohegan Sun Expo Center in Comic I mean, in Connecticut uh, Mitch Halleck on the line with us now, the owner and operator of that. Uh, very excited that you've got. Uh, you've also got uh, Jess Harnell joining the team. So it's you've got an Animaniacs thing. You're gonna have a Twisted Tunes event, which is always a good time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a huge fan of the Animaniacs and Pinky the Brain oh, when they first came out in the '90s, and I made my kids watch it on the uh, DVD in the uh, 2000s so they can see what real humor's like. <laughs> and yeah, the Twisted Tunes is unbelievable. We're gonna be doing Back to the Future. Uh, And it's done like a radio-style show where you have the actors up there and they each take the characters. But they're going to change the voices of the characters you recognize. So Marty McFly might be Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. And Doc Brown might be, oh, I don't know, Wacko from the uh, Animaniacs or something like that. So you just don't know what you're going to get. It's it's a very fun hour, hour hour-and-a-half type of theater show. So.
0: And uh, you've also got Larry Kenny who voiced uh, Liono. I grew up; I'm an '80s kid, so he voiced Liono and Thundercats. He's coming back this year, so I guess he had such a good time last year, he decided to come back.
1: Well, actually, this will be like I think this is like Larry's fifth time coming. Really, he lives not too, he lives not too far from in Connecticut, and uh, he just loves these shows because you know for years he was on the radio, he was on commercials, never really did conventions, and then we called him up. Um, He's happy 2012, and uh, I said, would you come on? And he came down and never knew what to expect and didn't know what it was like to be at a comic book convention, and the fans love him from Thundercats and all the other. He's even Count Shock. That's right. From, yeah, <laughs> and uh, he loved it, and he works on video games now, and uh, he even does the voiceover for my radio ads out here in Connecticut and the, the, the local, whatever you want to call it, local radio shows. He does that. So people call me up. They go, Is that Rhino from Thundercats doing your radio ads? (laughs) I'm like, Yeah. They go, How did you do that? I go, I just asked him. They go, That must have cost a fortune. I go, No. Anyway, I don't get into it. But no, he just, he loves doing the shows and he loves having a great time at Mohegan. And yeah, and the fans love him as well. So it's fun to have Larry Kenny back once again.
0: And we've had Phil Lamar on our show a few times now. He's always fantastic, and I know he's going to be there. Um, you've got such a great lineup, and one of the people I'm most excited about is Billy D. Williams will be there. Obviously, uh, The Rise of Skywalker is probably one of the most anticipated movies of this year. They're bringing Lando back finally for this one. Um, when you when you pick these guests, when you reach out, how do you decide who you're going to invite? Is there, is there like uh, how far out do you plan these? What goes into the process of picking the guests who you're going to have?
1: Well, one, it helps being a lifelong fanboy.
0: Yeah. So what
1: I have to do is I have to hide that fact because I go, oh my god, it's Lando Calrissian, you know, and I'm shaking because I, you know, cause I remember watching him blow up the Death Star in 1983 and Return of the Jedi, uh, the second Death Star, not the first one, that right? Was Luke and Han. But uh, no, the same thing. Though I look I think I've been trying to get Billy Dee for about two, maybe two years now, and I had no idea he was going to be in the new Star Wars movie. And when they announced it, I said, oh, goodness, we have them already. We booked them. So when they announced the trailer at the uh, the Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, I was driving to Maryland, and I pulled over to the side of the highway, and I watched a video on my iPhone, and then I said, i got to announce them today because I was going to announce it like in a couple days, but I timed it perfectly. So everybody's excited to see Lando flying the morning Falcon, and here you go. Guess what? He's flying into Connecticut. He's going to be a terrific con in August. It was, it was humongous reaction from the fans. Everybody was so excited. And like I said, I, I'm just a fanboy. I mean, I know all these guys. I know them all from growing up. They're TV shows, they're comic books, they're movies. And uh, it sometimes it takes years to get people. Sometimes they call me and ask to be part of the show because they they've seen it or they heard about it. So. It, it it's it's a whole bunch of combinations that's going together back in this out.
0: And I'll give you some more uh praise is that I was I've uh, like I said did a couple conventions. I did Planet Comic Con and I did mm. Galaxy Con Richmond. John Wesley's ship was both of those and I think he oh, kind yeah. of he kind of knows me a little bit now by sight, and he kind of rolls his eyes and goes, oh, no, this guy again. But he was very nice to my face anyway. But I went up to him and I said, so I see you're doing Trificon," And he said, you know what? He said, Mitch puts on, probably for my money, the best convention I go to. He said, I love Terrificon. So John Wesley Shipp himself singing your praises.
1: You know, John is the greatest guy because before he came back in the new Flash series, he called me and, again, said, can I do your show? And this is when we were doing those one-day shows at the hotel. And I remembered him, of course, from The Flash in the '90s. Yeah. watching that show. So I said, "Absolutely." So I'm thinking, will people remember him because he's done, you know, soap operas and uh, Dawson's Creek and all that type of stuff? So, but I just knew him as a comic book guy. And he showed up at our show, and we had no room, so we had to make like a tent outside <laughs> the uh, hotel and we called it the Power Pavilion, you know, just trying to make it sound cooler than the fact it was just a wedding reception area. <laughs> and, uh, well, the gazebo and everything. And uh, we did a, a skit on stage where we had Superman, and we had a guy dressed as Superman, and he lost his powers because he drank a kryptonite cocktail, and this evil guy was taken over. Well, the fellow that was dressed as Superman wasn't there. We didn't have him. We couldn't cue him. He didn't have a cell phone on him. He was actually in the men's room. And we're on stage doing the bit. And we're like, where's Superman? We need Superman. And he's not there in the crowd. And we don't know what to do. And Chip is nearby, and he's watching this whole thing. And John Ship comes running up on stage and goes, I'm not uh, Superman, but I'm the Flash. Can I help? So he <laughs> got into the sketch as we were stalling, waiting for Superman. And the guy next to me, the, the disc jockey who was helping with the sketch, he knew it was going wrong because we had rehearsed it. And he whispers to me, he goes, the audience doesn't know. It's all part of the show. Just keep going. And we just did it. And no one ever knew that that was all improv on the spot. But John Shipp walked up to me afterwards. He goes, I love this convention. This is like like a church bazaar or a church festival or like a little community type of event. You know, the way it was just run and, and the, the fun of it all, and the, like a state fair type of atmosphere. And uh, he always says that whenever he comes back. He says the vibe in the room, it, it's just you can't put a finger on it. It's just like a small hometown you know neighborly feeling even though it's 20,000 people so i think that's why he gets a kick out of it
0: and shifting gears to some of the comic book guests you've got uh, it's, uh once again an amazing lineup i went uh, last year i loved seeing uh alan davis you had some fantastic guests you've got jim steranko this is one of george prez's last uh conventions if i'm not mistaken um and there's uh michael uh straczynski chris claremont who's brilliant writer who's prolific on x-men x-caliber uh, all the stuff he's done and his run on justice league uh it's uh, uh, having all the comic book people there it's one of the failings i see a lot of i'm going to use air quotes for those of you driving down 270 air quotes right now comic cons don't put very much focus on the comic book aspect of it and you do a great job of really making sure that that's at the forefront with all these amazing guests
1: Yeah, first and foremost, that's what this show is. It is a comic book show. Even though the name is Terrific Con, you know, that could be anything. Uh, It's mostly 95% comic book guests, and we do have, like you said, those actors and voiceover folks there. But the majority, the 100 or so artist guests, writers, are all from the world of comic books. And I do have to correct you really quick. Unfortunately, Mr. Perez announced Wednesday he would not be able to make it. This was going to be his last appearance. Because he is retiring from comic books, but due unfortunate circumstances, he, he will not make it this year. So, unfortunately, we will not have George. We've had him in the past, but we just couldn't get it to work out. But we will have, again, my wife said don't accentuate negative. You still have 150 other comic book artists and writers there. So there's something for everybody there. And like you said, they, it's a small community of artists and writers that put together these comic books. And when they all have a great time, they talk to each other. And my phone and emails don't stop ringing and coming in. People think, can I be a guest? Can I be a guest? And that's one of the reasons why we get so many um, top-notch creators at the show. And They all talk to each other.
0: And amongst the guests you've got, so uh, I of top-notch creators, Jerry Ordway, who uh again, I grew up watching you know reading his uh Superman that he was drawing and he's uh he's a writer on a lot of these things too uh his work on adventures of superman uh the stuff he's done on zero hours one of my favorite d c crossovers of all time but I know you guys are hanging out together i'm so jealous you guys go see the screenings of the movies together and everything oh, yeah.
1: yeah well Jerry <laughs> actually lives about a maybe about two miles away from my house, maybe three, and uh we see each other like every week at the comic book shop but yeah. My kids are all off in college now, so I have nobody to go with me to see all these superhero movies. And my wife just likes the Hallmark Channel. She doesn't like spandex and superpowers. So Jerry, obviously, this is where he works. I go, hey, Jerry, do you want to go see Shazam? Do you want to go see X-Men, Spider-Man? You name it. He's like, yeah, I'll go. So (laughs) he and I are at the movie. And then we do these impromptu reviews of the films. And he just had a brand-new Captain America a uh, comic book come out with yeah. longtime collaborator Roy Thomas that came out on the 4th of July amazingly
0: with the invaders and, uh, that's right
1: yeah it was it was the Captain America before he met the Human Torch and Submariner for the invaders like the days before that and uh, that just came out and Jerry's such a great guy not only does he do all the uh, promotional artwork for Terrificon he does the posters the flyers the t-shirts he always helps out he gave me for my birthday which was uh, Wednesday the front cover artwork to that Captain America book that just came out. Oh, time. wow. Yeah, the cover art for uh, Captain America number one, uh, Captain America and the Invader. So I was just like on the floor. I could not believe it because he's like, hey, when's your birthday? I'm like, today. He goes, oh, do you, do you like Captain America sketches? I'm like, yeah, I collect them all the time. And I never asked him for a sketch because he's, you know, he's like your neighbor. I was supposed to right. go and ask you to do radio. Stuff. So you don't ask him because <laughs> you see him all the time. And I did not. I've had a sketch Neil Adams. I've got sketches from Alan Davis, all these guys at my show, but I've never got one from Jerry after all these years. And he gives me the front cover of Captain America One, which is ah. all he trained at the house. And I'm like, this is the best. But yeah, he'll be at Tripicon. He's a constant. He's there every year. And like you said, we do a podcast every other week or so uh, where we just talk about movies and TV. So it's a fun time. But yeah, he's just one of 100 different artists and writers you'll see at Tripicon this year.
0: And Jim Starlin was there last year. Uh, he's coming back again this year, red-hot right now with all the work. He had that little cameo in Endgame, uh, which right. was so Starlin, cool to yeah. see.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Endgame, what is it? Like I think it's $15 million away from being the number one movie of all time. So that's pretty impressive, you know? And uh, he collects Thanos uh, merchandise. I've been to his house a couple of times already. And he's got a whole room full of Thanos toys and statues and artwork. And he's always looking for more because they, I thought they send him all this stuff, but he says they don't. Huh. So he, I gave him a Thanos Pez dispenser, <laughs> the candy Pez, because yeah. it's by my house the factory. And I was over there dropping off flyers for the show, and the guy had a um, Thanos Pez dispenser. So I bring it to Jim Starling. He goes, oh, wow, I didn't get this one. So, yeah, it, it's pretty funny. I think he just collected, like, the little McDonald's Happy Meal toys. He was trying to get all those, too, which is kind of crazy. So
0: we we talked a little bit about the the space you had, and uh, actually, you know, we may need to save this for the next. You're okay to stay with us for one more segment, Mitch? Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, sure. Okay, we're going to come back talking about the uh, the space, the vendors he's going to have, as well as some more of the comic book people. We're going to take our next break. Stand by. <laughs> Hello, this is Catherine Tate.
1: Donna Noble is listening to geek to me Radio. Donna Noble has been saved. Donna Noble is listening to geek to me Radio. Donna Noble has been saved. Donna Noble is listening to geek to me Radio. Donna Noble has been saved. The
0: lovely voice of Catherine Tate from Doctor Who. If you've seen the episode Silence in the Library, you'll get that joke why she repeated it. Uh, coming back, a little, uh, a little thing I like to do that make myself laugh sometimes. Also, the voice of Magic of Dispel in the new DuckTales series. And Catherine Tate also shares in common with one of Mitch's other guests. John Barrowman will be at Trificon doing a fantastic cabaret. If you've seen John Barrowman at cons, he, he does these amazing one man shows. And you've got something special cooked up for the Trificon guests with John. Yeah, Mitch?
1: Yeah, not only is he going to be a fantastic guest to have, he's another one I've been trying to get for five years now. I've been there trying to get him because I loved him on Doctor Who. I loved him on uh, Torchwood. And of course, he's been on Arrow. But he's coming to the show to meet fans all weekend, you know, just like everybody else, doing the photo ops, doing the autographs, and shaking hands. And he has a panel, too. But after the con ends on Friday night, we have a little Tripicon After Dark Entertainment. He's going to be at the Cabaret Theater. One of the great things about being at Mohegan Sun casino resorts is they have huge venues and they have a huge cabaret theater, which they do music there all the time. And John has been doing this sold out show all over England and he hasn't done it in the U S. So he asked, he goes, would you mind if we did something? So I said, sure. So we have a piano player, we've got a video screen and from 7:30 to, I think 9:30 10 o'clock, he's going to do his cabaret act. It's called the fabulous tour. And if you haven't seen John Barrowman on TV, if you don't see his Instagram and Facebook posts, this man is is like the epitome of an entertainer. He will make you smile, laugh, cry, everything. He is fantastic. So if you do happen to be in Connecticut for Terrificon and you're there Friday, check out the John Barrowman Cabaret Show. I mean, if you're a Doctor Who fan, if you're an Arrow fan, you'll, you won't be disappointed. And if you don't like song and dance, If I may, if you want a more straightforward, just comic book talk, Jim Steranko, the living legend, Jim Steranko, who revolutionized comic books in the sixties and seventies, he's on hand all weekend too. But he said, would anybody like to have dinner with me? And I'm like, what do you mean? He's going to be offering a dinner with Steranko on Friday night from eight to midnight. Jim's a night owl. He stands up all night long. I think he he goes to bed at dawn, I think. And (laughs) You get a full-course meal, uh, you know, dessert, uh, appetizers, everything, chicken, a couple different ways. And then you get to hang out with Storenko. You'll get two autographs. You get a photograph with Jim. And you just hear stories that you might not have ever heard of. I mean, this is a guy who worked with Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, uh, Steve Ditko. He knows all of it. He knows where all the skeletons are buried. He knows the entire history of comic books. He's even written books on the subject. Two volumes, no less. So if this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to uh, to really let your geek fly, you can hang out with Jim Steranko with dinner. And for Friday those of you night. who
0: have seen Jim at conventions, he doesn't usually do photo ops, so that's worth the price of the ticket right there to get a photo—you know, be in the photo with Jim Steranko.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's like Elvis. I'm not kidding you. He is like the Elvis Presley of comic books. It's one of those things where he he, he goes by one name. You just say Steranko, just like Elvis was Elvis steranko is steranko you don't call him jim steranko it's just like Storanko, you know it's like that's all you need to say so he's on hand too it's just going to be three days of great fun i mean i i'm a little partial to it because i own the show but if i didn't i would be buying tickets and sleeping out to go to terrific con because it is a comic book fan's dream come true three days of non-stop comic book creators and action and actors and it, it, it's 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 just I mean it's just fun because like you said I go to all these big shows too New York San Diego there's lots of people and sometimes you get seconds to interact with some of your favorite creators terrific con you you get good encounters with people you could talk to somebody for twenty thirty minutes sometimes or more you know it, it's very different in that way.
0: And I know one of the guests you've got comic book wise, I'm very excited that he's coming back, is Joe Giella, one of the, uh, he, I think he's the oldest living oh, Batman God. artist. And I left, last year I left my Batman number 189, the first Silver Age appearance of Scarecrow, sitting on my desk, and I realized it as I was boarding the plane. So I'm glad he's coming back. I can finally get that signed.
1: Yeah, Joe is up there. Joe has been on so many historical significant comics. He worked on the first Silver Age Green Lantern, he worked on the first appearance of Poison Ivy. He worked on Captain America books in the 40s over at Timely before they were Marvel. I mean, he's like another living legend of comic book, And I think Joe just turned 93, guys. Wow. You know, he's up there. and But he is sharp as a tack, still drawing, has great stories. He'll only be there Saturday, though. So if you want to see Joe G.L., make sure you get your comic out that day. He's there Saturday because uh, we don't want to put too much pressure on him. But he's there for one day. But when he's there, he's a knockout, too. And also Cy Barry. Who's another longtime comic book artist? He's about 93. He's also there. Uh, famous for doing the Phantom comic strip for years, but he worked on Superman books in the 30s and 40s. So. You know, this is living legends of comic book history in front of you, you
0: know? Yeah, this is one of those conventions. I I highly recommend if you're going to go, you really need to go all three days to get the full uh, experience. Like you said, you can't see Disney World all in one day. And while you've got certain things that are Saturday only, that's why it's best to get the whole weekend long. That way you can see the people who are only going to be there the one day. And then you've got the 9th and the 11th to to see everyone else you want to visit with. Uh, one of the things you talked about was uh, how you're outgrowing even this new facility. You've got some great vendors who I talked to some of them last year who came from the West Coast to do your yeah. convention. And you've got the, the the comic book guests who are there to people want to meet them. How do you find the balance between having enough vendor space to make people happy and people want to buy stuff when they're there, but also obviously you need space for these creators that people want to meet. How do you strike that balance? Well,
1: the, the first thing I do is I map out, The creator area. So we work backwards. I go, okay, here's how many comic books I have, so this is how much space they're going to need. And then I try to account for the lines, how long the lines are going to be for this person, who's going to be very popular, who's going to draw. Some of the artists sketch for people as they talk to them. So when they're drawing, it takes a while if you want a drawing. So you have to wait a bit. So I have to think about, well, how many people are going to line up for that? And, you know, where can we put everybody? And then the same thing with the actors. You know, how many people are going to be in line for Billy Dee Williams? How many people are going to be in line for Barryman. So you have to factor in all that area, and you want the spaces to be wide to accommodate everybody. Uh, you know, mobility challenged folks, people that are standing in line, little kids, everything. So there's a lot of science going behind this. You can't just, like, push everybody everywhere. You have to plan for things you can't see yet. And then when it comes to the comic book uh, vendors and T-shirts and toys, again, I collect all this stuff myself. So I kind of know what a person like me would like. Hmm. So I have a a big majority of comic book dealers, Silver Age, Modern Age, Bronze Age, Golden Age, lots of comic book dealers. That's my main thrust. I love comic books. I love shopping for them. Uh, The folks at CGC are there, CBCS. Do you want to grade your comics? There's all that. And then I know there's the toy collections, because I love Mego action figures and all that. We have people selling Star Wars figures. We have that. So when I get the applications in, I go through all of them personally, and I ask what they sell. So I know when I do the layout, when I'm putting things together, I go, okay, this will be the comic book vendor section. This will be the folks selling action figures and Funko Pops. These are the ones that are selling uh, you know, T-shirts or posters and things. And then there's a whole section of people that are, you know, up-and-coming creators like Small Press. Uh, they do their own comic book. They, they might be doing a uh, Kickstarter for a novel they're working on. So I have that area, too, so that they can get new readers or new fans or whatever. So there's all that. And then you have to plan for the panels, too, because, like we said, Twisted Tunes theaters on Saturday. John barryman's doing a speech. Uh, Straczynski's talking. Claremont's talking. So you have to have a huge facility where folks could sit down and listen to these people that they've always wanted to talk to or ask questions to. And that's part of the show, too. So that's why when I said i have almost run out of space, there's just so many great guests and so many great vendors. It's a bad it's a good problem to have in a way. Really, it's bad that there's no more space to have more guests. But I think I've done a great job this year, if I might say so, and giving you your money's worth, you know.
0: Absolutely. It's like I said at the very start of the show, it's one of the best Comic-Cons in the country that I've been to. Uh fantastic event, and tickets are available if you go to TerrificCon.com. That's where you can get the tickets. You can get the uh, other events. If you want to go to the John Barrowman Show, if you want to have dinner with Storenko, all the side events you want to see, you can buy the tickets there as well. Uh, real quick before I let you go, because I know your battery is dying, Mitch. I want to thank you very much well, for the no, time you're,
1: today. Your luck, i got about 12% left out here. Okay. The problem having kids they always borrow your iPhone charging cords and forget that dad needs it too so we're, we're still good so I mean I got a couple of minutes if you have any other questions or want to talk comic books you tell me
0: yeah in any case let's take another quick break uh, we'll do. Uh, we'll come back and we want to get your thoughts on Spider-Man Far From Home my, my executive producer Joey went and saw it so we'll uh, all three kind of weigh in on what we thought we're going to come back with that right after this so stand by you'll laugh you we're come join the Warner Brothers and the Warner-
1: Hello, everyone. This is Paul Soles, the voice of Spider Man and Ermie the misfit elf, wanted to be a dentist on Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Coming to you on Geek to Me Radio. Hope you enjoy. Talk with you soon. Here comes the Spider
0: Man. This segment brought to you by Marcus Theaters. MarcusTheaters.com is the website. If you're going to see a summer blockbuster, if you have not yet seen Spider Man Far from Home, then that's a great place to go see it. The Marcus Theaters and the Movie Tavern, uh, located in 11 different states. You can check the website, MarcusTheaters.com, to find out where the closest one to you is. You can also buy your tickets right there online, see reviews of the upcoming shows. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw opens on August 1st. That's going to be another big movie for the summer. Tickets are on sale for The Lion King, which is promising to be huge. If you want to get that, opens on July 18th. Uh, movies you haven't seen that are still out. If you haven't seen Crawl, if you haven't seen, like we said, Spider-Man or some of the great movies, Avengers Endgame is back in theaters. You can check Showtimes, find out the closest theater to you, check out the amazing food and drink selection so you're not standing in line looking at the menu trying to decide. You can know before you get there, all from one space, marcustheaters.com. Like I took my wife to go see one of the newly renovated DePere Theater, and like I always say, she said after going to see a movie at a Marcus, she's never seeing a movie in Coach ever again. So marcustheaters.com is the website, very glad to have them as one of the sponsors for Geeked Me Radio. That voice you heard, Paul Soule, the original Spider-Man going all the way back to the 60s when he did the voiceover and was a guest at Terrific Con last year. We've got Mitch Halleck, owner and operator of Terrific Con, on the phone. Mitch, I know you saw Spider-Man Far From Home. How did you like it?
1: Oh, I loved it. I saw it a couple times. I thought it. it has to be out of the 10 big screen appearances of Spider-Man, I guess 11 if you count the uh, Into Spider-Verse, it has to be the closest, I think, to getting the, the, the true spirit of that teenage angst Spider-Man that was in the uh, early comics with Stanley and Steve Dicko, you know, you know he got trouble. It's like Archie comics. If he was a superhero, that's the best way to describe <laughs> Spider-Man done right. You know?
0: Yeah. A he's lot, lot of people girl. say Tom Holland is, is really one of the best Spider-Mans we've ever seen and nothing, not to take anything away from Toby or Andrew, but he just fits that perfect uh, vision that we have of Peter Parker, I think in our brains.
1: Yeah, no, I love Tobey Maguire as uh, Peter Parker. I'm going to say I loved him as Peter Parker. I like Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, not so much Peter Parker, but I think Tom Holland is a perfect balance between the two characters. He gets Peter Parker, you get all that craziness that you know, that teenage angst part of him, and then you get the heroic Spider Man character. So he really does pull it off better than the two previous actors have.
0: And Joey, I know my executive producer, Joey V, I know you saw it. Uh, You you enjoyed it quite a bit as well, yeah? I did. I just think when you take something, for example, like time travel with uh, an game, they just did it perfectly. It makes you go back through all the history of the movies, and I loved it. This one, they're dealing with hallucinations, and just the way they pulled that off was amazing. And they're, they're even going back to the original movies. It doesn't seem possible that they could tie this all together on purpose. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. I think the way they treated Mysterio, because that's one of the ones with he's one of those villains. It's like, I'm not sure how they're going to do it because he's the special effects and everything. But the way I loved how they tied in people from Stark Enterprises who were disgruntled employees all working together to create this huge special effects thing was brilliant. And uh, I I know you're a fan of the comic books. Uh, Mysterio is one of those uh, villains who is kind of when they said they were going to do him. It was a little really him. But I think uh, I think you I think you're in agreement that they did a great job with Mysterio.
1: Yeah, because you want to just get away from a guy wearing a fishbowl on his head. You're like, how (laughs) scary is that going to be? But you're right. They nailed the whole aspect of Mysterio and his hallucinogenic uh, ability, powers. You don't know what you're dealing with. It's like being in a funhouse mirror type of thing. And they did that so well. Not once, but twice. Spider-Man goes into battle with him, and you don't know which end is up. You don't know who he's fighting, where he is. And even, uh, we won't ruin it for people, but even after it's all over, Mysterio still is a problem for Spider-Man at the very end. So I mean, it's 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 really true to the comic book. They they knocked this one out of the park, I think.
0: And I will say, it shows really how well Marvel has handled the superhero properties. Uh, Disney slash Marvel has has had them now, and. With Sony, we got like a Battle Armor tank driving Paul Giamatti for Rhino. We had light-up blue Electro. We had kind of plasticky-looking Green Goblin. But in just these two movies, we had a spot-on Vulture in Michael Keaton, and I think Jake Gyllenhaal nailed Mysterio.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Disney, It's almost like, don't let somebody else do it. Let the people that know what they're doing handle these things, and they really do know what they're doing. Obviously, 20, what, 21, 22 Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. I think they, I think they got a, a good handle on
0: this, which gives me hope for X Men and Fantastic Four going forward.
1: <laughs> absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. I can't wait. And real quick, I think the biggest thing Sony brought to this movie
0: is their music catalog. They have like the biggest music catalog in the world, and it would be insanely expensive to get Whitney Houston right without them. So oh, we, yeah. we thank them yeah. for that, at least. Yeah, thank no, you, Sony. Yeah, the opening, the opening credits when they started playing uh, when they were showing the Marvel. Uh, logo and everything like they always do having Whitney Houston I was like well that's an interesting choice that we've not had before but yeah that's I hadn't even thought about it from that aspect Joey but yeah that's spot on with their catalog of music they can I do I will always love you I'm, well thank you yes oh you meant the song yeah, yeah. that's fine no, all yeah, of you <laughs> um Mitch final thoughts before we let you go uh I know uh, Trivicon is coming up August 9th through the 11th tickets on sale at trivicon.com If you were going to have people take away one thing uh, or something you really want to impress upon them, if they're going to come visit the show, this might be their first time, what would you say?
1: Oh, boy, that's a good question. Uh, There's there's one thing, huh? Uh, I I loved it, and I want to go back for more, just like they do with the Marvel movies. That's why I want people to walk out of my show, no matter what day they show up. They had such a great time. They don't want to go home, and they can't wait till the next one. So there, that's... That's what I want people to do. I want them to walk out of that show exhausted and feeling great, just like I did at the end of Avengers Endgame. Three and a half hours, I don't care. I'd stay there all week if I had to.
0: And as someone who has attended uh, Trivicon last year, I can say that's definitely how I felt going out. Uh, Mitch Halleck, thanks so much for your time today. It's always a pleasure. We'll have to have you on again soon.
1: Thank you very much. I look forward to seeing you in a couple weeks.
0: Sounds good. Take care. There he goes. King of the nerds, Mitch Halleck. Great to have him on. Uh, Very knowledgeable individual. And when someone like that is putting on a convention of this scope and scale, it's it's a perfect fit. Seriously, if you get the chance, terrificon.com. I cannot recommend it highly enough. We're going to take our last break. We'll come right back, wrapping things up after this. So stand by.
1: Hey, this is Phil Lamar, who means Conrad, the samurai known as Jack, and you're listening to geek to me Radio.
0: And we're back. My thanks once again to my guest today, Mitch Halleck of Trivicon. Trivicon.com is the website. Get your tickets. Uh, good time will be had by all. I also want to thank our premier sponsor, DiscoverSTCharles.com. That's Discover St. Charles, and there is a lot to discover in St. Charles. Uh, We're in the middle of summer, which means fall is rapidly approaching. Halloween, uh, my favorite holiday of the year, is coming. Legends and Lanterns, they've already started prepping for that. Uh, They just had a big orientation. Some of their new characters they're going to have this year. They always try to add some new characters. We're going to see the Tattooed Prince, uh, the uh, Mummy Imhotep, and the Bearded Lady will all be there, in addition to fan favorites like Lizzie Borden. And we've got Medusa uh Stingy Jack and Phantom of the Opera all those will be in attendance as well. It's a great time if you've not been down there. Seriously, it's uh this picturesque town with these fantastic events that are put on uh that get just get rave reviews. People come from all over I'm not even kidding, all over the world for their Christmas Traditions Festival. Uh we had people last year from France. There was a, fa- a family there from Norway. Uh it it's a brilliant event and it's always a good time. That's why these people come as I said, from all over the world to come to St. Charles to see these events they put on because they are world-class events. In addition to the events, there's also the dining and the shopping experiences, which you've heard me talk about in the past, but it, uh, not to belabor the point, but there are so many fantastic little shops where they have things that you won't find anywhere else. They've got this nice little taco stand there. We had great margaritas, fantastic tacos. Uh, my wife and I had some shrimp tacos there the other day, right there along Main Street. Check out the website. There's always something to see and do for everyone all year long, stcharles.com, Discover St. Charles for an historically good time. That wraps it up. Thanks again to Mitch Halleck. Thanks again for Joey V for letting us know his thoughts on Spider-Man as well and for making this sound as good as it does. Until next week, my friends. Mohegan, son. Good night.